And a good afternoon. Our greatly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today program is designed to provide you with the latest farm market news and information Monday through Friday. Today, former Regina MP Ralph Goodale proposes a multi-billion dollar farm irrigation project from Lake Diefenbaker. The grain belt is hit by a record cold snap today, but the outlook is much warmer. The province awards four farm scholarships, and we'll have more on that tomorrow with the province's Minister of Agriculture. And of course, we'll talk about seeding as well. And today, we talk to Friday's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout. The farm weather remains in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle today, call them at 424-2967. Former Regina MP Ralph Goodale is proposing a major infrastructure development in Saskatchewan to stimulate the economy battered by the COVID-19 outbreak. Goodale says expanding the irrigated farmland area around Lake Diefenbaker would create jobs and help Saskatchewan deal with climate change. Well, it's going to take many things uh, coming together uh, in order to get a solution and get the economy back rolling again. But one idea that's been around for a very long time, but the circumstances have never been right before to tackle it, but I think they they may be right now better than, than ever before, and that is fulfilling the vision that uh, uh, those, those pioneers had years and years ago for the South Saskatchewan River Project. Part one of the project was, of course, to build Gardner Dam, create Diefenbaker Lake, uh, with all of the spin-offs that come from that. There's a power station, there's irrigation, there's value-added crop development. Uh, they're, they're 60% of Saskatchewan's population gets, gets a, their fresh water from, uh, from the reservoir and so forth. Uh, but that was, that was the first part of the vision. The second part was to build uh, water canals, conduits, going off of Diefenbaker Lake in several different directions. So you could carry the benefit of that water into farther corners of Saskatchewan. Um, obviously, it, it benefits the area right around the lake, but the challenge was how do you get it to the southwest and the west and the northwest and the southeast and the northeast? Uh, that requires uh, uh, some very large water canals to be, to be built. Uh, and that part of the vision uh, was never completed. But it seems to me now, as we're looking for, for ways to drive the economy, to create jobs, to expand our, our, uh, our GDP, uh, and also to fight climate change by extending drought proofing and flood proofing to broader areas of the province, the time is, it has come for this vision to be, to be realized. It represents several billion dollars worth of investment but the return on that investment would be at least five times that large in jobs and growth and a bigger, broader, deeper, stronger agricultural sector in Saskatchewan. You're suggesting the cost could reach, what, a figure of $3 billion or more, but it would pay back in, in farm production. Do I understand that correct? Uh, well, first of all, uh, that... that uh, uh, that investment by the government, uh, the two governments, it'd be two levels of government splitting the cost, and obviously that would that would be spread over a number of years. It's still, it's a big price tag. So what do you get in return? Um, you get up to four hundred thousand acres that can be irrigated. 
that that brings you more more intensive, more value added, more innovative uh, agriculture, uh, where you're getting um, several times the dollar value in in production off of those acres than you would if you were just doing it in a dryland farming way. So the value of uh, of agriculture goes up enormously. Um, it's been estimated by uh, some knowledgeable people in the private sector that uh, that uh, if, if the governments were to find a way to make that capital investment to build the canals, that the private sector would then, to develop the irrigation, to develop the value-added uh, production and processing, uh, they would uh, invest in the private sector about five times as much as the governments invest in the first place. And that, of course, is a multiplier factor in the economy. Uh, and it's been estimated that this could add 4% to Saskatchewan's GDP. That is huge uh, in terms of our, our overall prosperity in Saskatchewan. Next, part two. And Goodale will answer the question, is there enough water for his project in Lake Diefenbaker? Former Regina MP Ralph Goodale is suggesting a mega project of $3 billion or more to expand the irrigated farmland around Lake Diefenbaker. Goodale says the project would help the economy, battered by COVID-19, and improve the province's ability to deal with climate change. He says it would raise the province's gross domestic product by 4%, which is huge. But is there enough water in Lake Diefenbaker to irrigate 400,000 acres of farmland? Yes, there is. Um, it's uh, it's a, a great irony that uh, that, that uh, massive reservoir, it's a huge asset for Saskatchewan. More water evaporates from Diefenbaker Lake every year than actually gets used uh, in, uh, in, the, in the irrigation and the water consumption that now exists. So there's, there's huge unused potential. Plus, the, the forecasters that are looking at the, at the issue of climate change um, and, and asking that question, will climate change mean more water coming off the, the, uh, the eastern slope of the Rockies and, and flowing across the prairies or less? Uh, and their answer is, in aggregate terms, there will be more water coming off the eastern slope of the Rockies, but it will be entirely unpredictable. It will, you'll go through periods where, uh, where there are heavy storms and downpours and therefore floods that we need to control. Um, and you'll go through periods where there'll be protracted uh, droughts and dry spells. Uh, if you have the infrastructure in place to accumulate the water when you have too much, so you've got it to use when you have too little. Uh, if you've got that infrastructure in place, you can uh, you can smooth out the uh, the booms and the bus, uh, and and manage the water in a way that you're actually always able to uh, to drive the economy forward. How many years would this take, though, to do all this uh, construction work? Well, if you look back to the original uh, South Saskatchewan River project, first of all, they argued about it for 20 years. Uh, from the mid-30s until the mid-50s. Uh, there was a lot of planning. PFRA, as you remember, was the driving force and uh, uh, a brilliant agency that did a, a huge amount of excellent work in soil and water conservation. So it took uh, 20 years of, of political argument and then planning. The construction started uh, about 1956-57, uh, and it took 10 years. It was opened as a centennial project in 1967, having started in 1957. 
so it uh, it took a long time. Uh, now, uh, engineering is now uh, 50 years more advanced than it was back then. Uh, so uh, it, it will not take a decade, uh, but it will take several years to uh, uh, to uh, get all of the canal structure built. Uh, the two priorities, I would think, would be a link going southeast from uh, Diefenbaker Lake toward the Capel Valley and irrigating uh, that area between uh, Diefenbaker Lake and the Capel Valley. And there's a good portion of land in that area that's, uh, uh, that, that lends itself to, to being uh, irrigable. Uh, and there's another uh, project that would go west from Diefenbaker Lake out toward the Rosetown area. Uh, the two of them together uh, would produce 400,000 acres of, uh, of farmland that can be irrigated and um, crop production coming off of that farmland uh, that would be two or three, maybe four times larger than what exists today. Ralph Goodale is a former Regina MP. Back in a moment. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture Update brought to you by the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. Stay on top of farm management issues year-round at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. Hey, Kara Oosteros here with realagriculture.com. We are back here today with another Pulse School episode, and I have here today with me Bethany Wyatt, who is a Senior Technical Service Specialist with BASF. How's it going today? Very good, thank you. How are crop conditions? You're in central Saskatchewan? Yep, that's correct. So a lot of guys in that area are still trying to finish up combining from last year, but last week we had some really nice weather. So a lot of acres got combine, which is nice because it's definitely time to get the 2020 crop in the ground. Absolutely. And speaking of the 2020 crop, we are here today talking about land rolling your pulses, more specifically lentils and peas. But uh I guess a little bit of timing and why producers, if they've never grown pulses before, why would producers want to uh, roll their, their pulse crops? So the main reason that we're going to want to roll pulse crops is to essentially facilitate for an easier harvest. It's all about making sure that we flatten off um, the field so that we have yeah, a nice level uniform um, field to work with that harvest. And the reason for that is because lentils and, and peas, um, a lot of the pods can end up really, really close to the ground. So when we're harvesting pulses, we are we, the header is essentially right on the ground. So what we want to do by rolling is essentially flatten out any of the furrows that were made um, from the seeding operation and also want to push any small rocks or stones that might be in the way just to push them down so that that doesn't end up where it shouldn't. Um, also to flatten out any uh, dirt clumps um, so that we don't end up with, um, you know, dirt in the sample or, or um, earth tag. So essentially that would be why we're rolling is just to facilitate for a lot easier harvest with these low growing crops. Um, also additionally, if they're lodged, um, another reason why you would want to get very, very close to the ground. So as far as timing goes, when, are, when should producers be getting those rollers out in the field? So ideally, following the roller behind the cedar would honestly be, be the best bet. Um, getting it done before the crop comes up is going to be your best bet. But you absolutely can still roll um, after the crop has emerged. 
but there is a specific timeline that you should stay in. Uh, when it comes to lentils, you kind of want to get it done before that five to seven node stage. And with peas, you would want to get it done before that three to five node stage. But if you can get it done before the crop is up, that's going to be the best timing for sure. So what are some of the drawbacks and implications if you do go past that window? So getting when the crop is going to be past that stage, it's just going to be a lot bigger. So there's going to be a bigger chance for potentially breakage um, or, or yield loss. So it's just nice to get it done and out of the way before you're having to impact that crop because rolling is a stress on the crop. Um, you're essentially flattening it. Um, so also doing it um, later in the day when it's hotter or warmer, the plants are going to be a lot more wilted. Um, so they'll flex a lot easier, not doing them first thing in the morning when they're turgid and stiff, um, because then you can also end up with snapping off or, or breaking the stems if you're rolling when um, the crop is already emerged. And how about weather conditions? Um, is there too dry, too wet, stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. There would be both of that. So you don't want to go when it's too wet um, because that's going to only lead to compaction. Um, and with that, so not only is that going to cause crusting and then it will make it a lot more difficult for the crop to emerge. Um, additionally, um, with compaction and pulses, we know that anytime you have compaction, it can lead to increased um, root rot in peas and lentils. So not just for the crop to come up, but also um, increased risk of root rot. Um, so not doing it when it's too wet. Additionally, we don't want to do it when it's too dry or on really light sandy land because that can increase the risk um, of erosion. So ultimately, the best conditions will be when you have decent moisture below, but the surface itself is actually going to be dry. Okay, awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to tell producers when it comes to uh, rolling any of their pulse crops? As I had mentioned earlier, it is an additional stress on the crop. I would say the more important thing to be doing um, would be herbicide, spraying the herbicide first if you absolutely need to, as we know that's going to ultimately um, lead to more yield loss than not rolling at the proper time. Okay, awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Whether you're out in the barns or working in the fields, you can stay on top of farm management issues with the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. We talk about human resources. We can attract the right candidates, and that doesn't have to come at a high cost. We cover succession planning. It doesn't matter if the next generation is ready if the senior generation isn't. We talk about financial management. Number one, profits is your kingdom. Number two, cash is king. You can find all episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or mindyourfarmbusiness.com. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seeding with New Holland equipment from Raymore Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast, partly cloudy. The high today, 10 degrees. Winds up to 15 kilometers an hour, the low minus 5. Tomorrow, sunny sky, increasing cloudiness in the afternoon. Wind southeast 40, gusting to 60. The high 12 tomorrow. 60% chance of evening showers, the low plus 2. Wednesday, cloudy, the high 14. The low plus 1. Thursday, sunny with a high 17. The low plus 3. Friday, sunny, the high 18. The low plus 4. Saturday, sunny, the high 20. 
the low 8. Sunday, a partly cloudy sky day and a high of 24. Normal high is 19 for this date, the normal low plus 3. The sun rose at 516 this morning. It sets at 834 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Moose Jaw at 8 degrees. The cold spot, Collins Bay up north at minus 2. Estevan is 6, Saskatoon 8, Swift Current 7, Weyburn 7, Yorkton is 6. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's 6 degrees, that's 43 Fahrenheit. Winds from the southeast at 7. Humidity 30%, thermometer dropping 103.1. Partly cloudy, Moose Jaw 8 degrees, winds are from the southeast at 13. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 6, that's 43 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers, get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. Cargill is temporarily closing its Quebec meat processing plant for three days this week as more employees are tested for COVID-19. The facility is located at Chambly, a South Shore suburb of Montreal. Cargill anticipates the plant will be fully closed by Wednesday and should be back in operation next Monday. 64 employees have tested positive for the virus, which is 13% of the Chambly workforce. Meantime, Cargill's High River Alberta plant has one week of operations under its belt following a two-week closure. Alberta health officials indicate there are 58 active COVID-19 cases among workers at the High River plant. They're in isolation. Another 893 are listed as having recovered. The High River plant accounts for 36% of Canada's total beef packing capacity. The United States is looking into whether meat packers have unfairly profited from low livestock and high meat prices during the COVID-19 pandemic. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says they'll investigate if that's going on in this country as well. He wants to ensure no one is making exaggerated profits during the COVID-19 crisis. Trudeau was asked how it would be investigated. We have many mechanisms uh, at the federal level to keep an eye on uh, supply chains and prices, and uh, we will engage with those, uh, those processes as we have since the very beginning of this crisis. Prime Minister Trudeau made his comments on Saturday. Record cold temperatures this morning in southern Saskatchewan are expected to give way to more warmer and seasonal weather later this week. Regina reached almost minus 11 this morning, breaking the 1946 record of minus 9. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says numerous cold records were set across the province because of a big ridge of Arctic high pressure and a polar vortex over eastern Canada. She says tomorrow will be cool and then the weather will warm up to the high teens later this week. Well, it does look like it'll kind of keep going into the foreseeable uh, future, um, the uh, the pattern has sort of been sort of all over the map, and we did see uh, that uh, Western Canada, especially BC, broke uh, some really uh, significant temperature records. They really got into the heat like they were in the low 30s. Like that's how uh, warm it actually was. We won't see that uh, any any weather like that, but certainly. Uh, into the into the nearer future, it does look like we're into a, a better pattern. Terry Lang is a meteorologist with Environment Canada. Agriculture Minister David Merritt has awarded four scholarships to Saskatchewan students pursuing agriculture-related post-secondary education. Merritt says Mackenzie Van Dam of Imperial receives $4,000 as the 2020 Grand Prize Scholarship winner. Her submission focused on the importance of agriculture in the community and the evolution of her family's grain farm and the unique opportunity to connect with consumers. Marcy LeBlanc of Estevan 
Isabel Kanash of Wishart, and Mackenzie Olson of Tisdale received scholarships of $2,000 each. And we'll hear from the Agriculture Minister on this tomorrow. Back in a moment. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business, call 782-5999. A farmer from Clare, about 225 kilometers north and east of Regina, was Friday's big winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Spring Contest. Bill Sawchuk, with three generations of family, seeds about 5,000 acres of farmland. He received a big meal from Peg's Kitchen as well as other treats. He hopes to start seeding this week. Well, right now we haven't even started nothing. We uh, got done harvest last uh, last fall, which was good. We got everything off and we put on about 1,000 acres of anhydrous. And this spring here, we're all ready to roll here. We're going to try and go tomorrow. It was pretty cool again this morning. It was minus 6, so... It is, you know, fairly cool. The, the, mo- the moisture is pretty good. It's, uh, I see an odd guy combining around here, and uh, they got a couple of sloughs they got to go around. Otherwise, it's, it's pretty good. So how was harvest last fall? Really good, yeah. It was probably one of the better harvests we had. You know, the, the grade was good. We had malt barley accepted, and the wheat was no- number one and two, and the canola turned out good. The oats is very good, probably the best crop we ever grew. And so we uh, grow wheat, barley, oats, and canola. That's our four major crops that we grow. So that's what you're seeding this year? Yes, we're going to go with that route again this year. What impact, if any, has the COVID-19 had on you? Well, it it has and it hasn't. It because we're still, uh, you know, we're out on the farm here. Where you know we can do basically what we want because there's, you know, we've got neighbors, uh, you know, a mile or two apart. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, we go shopping once a week to get our groceries, and and that's about it, I guess. No, it's never. We hauled grain, which was good. We just hauled it. We dumped, dumped it and stuff. We didn't even. We just got out of the truck. We didn't go inside or nothing, and they done everything, and then sent us a check in the mail, and that was done. Bill Sonchuk from Clare, 225 kilometers north and east of Regina, was Friday's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Viterra's prices for feed barley gained $5 at $188.71. Canola increased $290 at $439.08. Oats rose $3.34 at $236.97. Number one red spring wheat went up $232 at $225.53. The rest were unchanged. Durham $266.39. Flax $618.35. Lentils six thirty eight fifty. Yellow peas two eighty five eighty nine. Feed wheat one eighty two seventy. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat rose two and a quarter cents at five eighteen and a quarter cent a bushel. Brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn livestock auctions. Call Assiniboia six four two forty one eighty or Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. 
And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now the latest livestock quotations. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Light run of cattle here in a regular sale Tuesday. Cow market pretty active. 73 to 82 on the good cows. 60 to 70 on the lesser yielding cows. We averaged 77 straight through and all the cows sold. Kind of remarkable that they would be higher considering it still remains only American packer activity. Uh... Kind of seems we're pretty lucky to be where we're at. The top kill bowl topped at one thirty-three fifty. The average dollar nineteen fifty straight through. The future board riseth and fall again. Last week with the offering a much better position if you were to insure your fall delivery calves uh, later in the week. If you missed that extension, it certainly does look. This week, with the board dropping, that's going to be a little more expensive for you. Uh, Upcoming through the summer, who knows? Both packing plants up here are now operating on a reduced basis. There's a lot of cattle to get worked through. Time will tell. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,100 hogs Friday, selling at a range of 179 to 212 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,500 head, selling in a range of 177 to 210 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, May 9th are Ole West 154.80, Maple Leaf 168.72, Hams Cash 166.72, Thunder Creek Burkle 142.14, High Life 171.41, and High Life Adjusted 203.46 dollars per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up 42 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3934. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 71.51 cents U.S. A backing up of live animals is pressuring the cash hog negotiated markets, while strengthening the cutout is providing a support to markets that use the pork cutout values as a variable in their formulas. The pork cutout continues to strengthen as the reduction in processing capacity due to COVID-19 plant closures and other disruptions constrain the amount of pork produced on the meat side. The net value of the carcass was 21% higher for week ending May 8th than the previous week and presently at the highest level for this marketing week on record in the new report format used since 2013. The carcass is not at the highest value ever, however, but it does represent a sharp turnaround relative to just four weeks ago when the net value was at all-time lows. Lean hog futures are off to an uncertain start. Futures markets were initially higher at the open, but backed off about a half hour later with all of them moving lower. The two-sidedness and choppiness in the futures seen over the past few sessions will be a feature of the trade until more certainty becomes evident. And coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Sastel has announced an investment of $324 million in the coming year and over $1.4 billion over the next five years. The expenditure is designed to ensure expanded technologies around wireless, internet, TV, data and computer services. Sastel Minister Don Morgan says the COVID-19 pandemic points to the critical role that communication technologies play in the modern world. $73 million will go to upgrade the wireline broadband network through fiber optics. The program aims to have all of the homes in the nine major centres by the end of the 2022-23 fiscal year. 
Sastels has all of the homes in Emerald Park, White City, Humboldt, Martinsville, Melfort, Melville, Nipawin, Tisdale, and Warman will be hooked up by 2021-22. Fiber optics enables Sastel to provide what officials call amazing fast speeds that currently reach up to 300 megabits per second and will be able to increase. $35 million goes to wireless networks, $79 million for rural wireless enhancements, $78 million goes to wireline network growth, and $60 million to improve customer services. On the markets, Canada's main stock index was down in late morning trading as the materials sector fell while U.S. stock markets were mixed. The TSX Composite Index was down 15 points at 14,950. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 183 points at 24,147. The Canadian dollar traded for 71.24 cents U.S., compared with an average of 71.77 cents on Friday. The July crude oil contract was down 43 cents at 25.74 per barrel. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.